Hello, this is Kim Possible. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast. I really appreciate the time that you spend listening. This episode, I'm going to talk about the recovery. What happened after I got shot five times from my waist down? You would have thought I would have got a full-time job, got in church, gave my life to the Lord, left the drug scene, got myself together. Well, I'm just going to be honest with you. That was not the case. I still needed time to heal. My legs were so badly injured. I had severe nerve damage. I can barely walk. The more I sat, the more depressed I had become. I couldn't believe it. I remember it would be days I would just be sitting in the wheelchair just looking down at my legs and looking at my body. Like I got bullet holes in my body. I could never wear a dress again. I could never wear shorts again. I could never wear a skirt again. People are going to ask me, what happened? What's wrong with your legs? Why you got them holes in your legs? I had to have people help me wash up. I had to have people drain my sores. It was so depressing. And where was my nigga at? He in the hospital fighting for his life. Nowhere around. He wasn't there to tap me on my shoulder. He wasn't there to say, Kim, it's going to be all right. He wasn't there to say, I got it. Don't worry about it. He was in the hospital. I took the drugs that he had left in the house and started trying to sell them myself. I knew nothing about selling crack. And if it wasn't for his friend that came over that night, I wouldn't even have that. Although I was with a drug dealer and he had money and, you know, all that type of stuff, I didn't have anything to do with his sack. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know where he hid his drugs. I didn't know if you can look at it, if it was an ounce or a quarter, you know, or a key. I didn't know any of that. I didn't know anything. But after we had got shot, one of his friends that came by the house when I was trying to move my things out, went in my basement and got some stuff out of my basement. He gave me one ounce of crack cocaine. And I think he gave me $1,000. Now, you and I both know that he, you know, he stole everything else. But at the time, I didn't have a bank account. I didn't have a welfare check. So that one ounce and that $1,000, that was all I need. I took the drugs, tried to sell them myself. I went to every place that I saw my boyfriend go to. And I just act like, oh, he in the hospital. He'll be out real soon. But he told me to drop this off and give it to you. Because I had been riding with him for so long. And I heard him talk. I would hear what he say. I would see who he talked to. I knew the building. I knew the apartment number. I knew everything. I just didn't ever see no drugs. So now, you know, hey, I got the bag. And the girls got to do what the girls got to do. The longer I stayed out there in the streets, the more I found out, like, wait a minute, hold on. My man owes somebody some money. 
It was a ticket on our head. They put a hit out on us. I couldn't run to the hospital and ask my guy, hey, what happened? Because I wasn't even on the list. Can you believe? I got shot five times with this guy, and he could only have two visitors in the hospital, and it's his mom and his pastor. Because I wasn't the wife, I had no rights. It didn't even matter that I had got shot. I still was not the wife. I was so heartbroken. I felt so rejected, so insignificant, as if my life didn't even matter. And I needed answers. I needed to know what happened, why he didn't protect me. But at the same time, I knew I had it to move on. I couldn't, I couldn't just keep staying there either. So I took the sack, tried to make some money. At least hold it down till I can get me another place, you know. I couldn't go back to my home. We had got shot in front of our house. Being out there in the streets was no different than not having my father around when I was in South Carolina. I still didn't get the love that I was looking for. Yeah, I got some money. Got to meet a few people. Got to travel. Buy a few cars. But I dealt with a lot of hurt, a lot of disappointment, a lot of betrayal. I never allowed myself time to really mentally recover from the accident. I may felt like physically I was ready to move on, but emotionally I wasn't. I was afraid to love, and I denied that I can ever be loved. I had been let down till I shut down. My heart had a shield around it. I was determined not to let anyone else get inside. I blocked out all the bad memories and went on as if nothing mattered anymore. When I began to walk with a limp, I would just stay at home because I didn't want nobody to say, what happened? Why are you limping? Then I'll say, oh, I got shot. Dang, how did you get shot? And then they look at you like you're crazy. I didn't want that. But I was bitter. Deep down inside, I was hoping that I would just meet that man that would come alone and pick me up off my feet and marry me and not carry about the gunshot wounds and not carry about the things that I had been doing while I was out there in the streets. Somebody that would recognize my actions were a cry for help and not magnify my behavior. But who would want somebody that had done so much wrong? Was that even possible? If I met him and he opened himself up to me, would I even believe it to be true? Man, there was so much going on in my mind at that time. I was coming and going, doing this and doing that. I went from one hustle to another. 
I started selling drugs. I was writing checks, doing credit cards, hanging out with car thieves, tagging cars. I mean, whatever we was doing in our community, hey, we was just trying to make it. But I'm talking about it was all kinds of wrong. Being with that guy that sold drugs, I look back now and I see. It opened me up to a new realm, a new class of people. I'll say lawbreakers. I had no respect for the law, so I broke a lot of rules. But it's a penalty for that. So you got to know when you get out there in the streets and you get on that side of the fence, there's still consequences. And if I'm talking to you, if I were you, even if it's good, even if it's good, Every day for me almost was good. I wasn't sitting back saying, Lord, help me. Lord, save me. I wasn't even thinking like that. It was good. But it wasn't God. Lord, I pray for the person that's listening right now. That you would forgive them for any and everything that they have done outside of your will. Forgive us if we were not good mentors. And forgive those that came in our life that exposed us to things that we should not have seen. They stole away our innocence. Build us up in the spirit, Lord, for what's coming at us next. Do not allow us to fall and become a victim in Jesus' name. Just as you brought me out, just as you saved me, yes, I got shot with a 9mm five times at close range, but I'm still here. I thank you for the person that is listening. I thank you that they're still here regardless of what you have pulled them through. I thank you for them, and I bless them today. As always, thank you for your time and listening to my podcast. This is Kim Possible, and I want you to have a blessed day.